It's time for Talking Tauntauns! Your Star Wars source at AIPTcomics.com. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Talking Tauntauns. I am Jim LaHane, and with me, as always, is Nicole Herview. It me! Hello! And with us is the 007 and a half himself, Bond, Alex Bond. I, I tell people they always get, like, everyone gets one of those. Yeah, that was you your one, one, and and in a rare instance, it's it's documented. <laughs> <laughs> we we could we could go back to this moment and be like, that was Jim's one Bond joke that 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 he got. Well, I didn't know I didn't know what the order because I don't watch any of the Bond movies. Um, I didn't know if 006 was better or 008 was better, so I gave you 007. I and could a half. I could give you the whole thing. I could so 006 <laughs> was played by Sean Bean and Goldeneye, and he was an a hole. Uh, he turns against MI6, uh, ends up being the the big bad of the movie. So we definitely don't like 006. Um, Sean Bean though, so. Well, he is played by Sean Bean, which means he also has a spectacular death. Death, yeah, yeah, yeah. A friggin' satellite falls on him. Love that for all it's of us. It's wild. That's great. Um, <laughs> That's very good. Yeah. Uh, they, they, they don't really do many other double O's in those movies, I guess, to not take away from the featured double O. Uh, but then you start, you add, you add too many and you're like, single O, ten. Well, I guess yes, there's, there's, there can only be nine active. At, like, so they did establish in the last one that 007, like, like it, it gets reused. So James Bond retires and they give 007 to a different agent in the film. Also named James Bond. Right? Like, <laughs> no. there's so many actors, right? No. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I guess they could use that going forward. There was always the theory that, like, oh, James Bond is the moniker. And, and each time he's played by yeah. somebody else, it's a different agent, but it's the same continuity. Yes. Um, but then they did away with that with this series where it was like, no, no, this is James Bond. He was born James Bond. He will die as James Bond. He is just <laughs> 007 for now. And then Jimmy in Bond. the last movie, there's a new 007 whose name escapes me. Um, but yeah. Anyway. Cool. This is not, hey, this is not very, that podcast. That was a very long uh, Bond podcast. Uh, yeah, that was a very long Bond podcast. I'm thrilled to be for... here on the Star Wars podcast talking about a different movie series. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's okay. We always seem to uh, diverge at times. Oh yeah, we do that. That's How the bread are you and doing, butter, Alex? Right? It's I'm been great. a little while. It has been, yeah. We like, see, and the fact that we're not here talking about Clone Wars just like pushes back that timeline like another six months. Oh yeah, which <laughs> takes us out to like twenty thirty two. I mean, there's well, always, there's still going to be Star Wars stuff to talk about then, I'm sure. But but will will we? Yeah, there's, there's content for years. Uh, it's it, we're we're not even here to talk about Andor, which um, dropped its most like um, bestest episode yet, oh and my we're like, goodness. and like our our previously established schedule, we're like, well then, <laughs> yeah, that, not the fact about that, that we're not talking about that for like a month is devastating. That show's to winning me. Emmys. It's gonna win Emmys. If Andy Circus he's getting nominated, doesn't get nominated, I'm, I'm I give up. I, I give I would, up. I don't know if they do like betting for the Emmys or the Golden Globes. Like if you, if, if, you know, you can go on on a sports book, and I would put money on Andy Circus. He and Stellan Skarsgård. I would put him Stellan's down too. For but he, you know, he would get a supporting actor. Like he's there consistently. 
Um, but as far as like a, guest, a guest actor nom goes, yeah. I think I think Andy Serkis might be might be a lock. He, and that that end that was, scene. Mm, mm. Mm. We're not going to spoil like, it, but uh, yeah, we, <laughs> crying. I gotta talk about it now, though, man. Like, I can't wait three months to talk about friggin' contractually uh, speaking. Spoiler. I can only speak about animated pro- uh, uh, well, content. Well, it's Andy Circus, so it's on brand. <laughs> I guess that's true. <laughs> like, he He's might not be animated. animated now, but anyway, if I don't talk about I can't swim. I'm going to explode. So that was the most brilliant, brilliant moment. Because you know the whole time, like, he knew that. He knew there was one way out. And he kept saying it. So he knew that he wasn't getting out the whole time. Mm -hmm. And it makes rewatching that episode, I got to do that, so much stronger. Like, to, like, watch him and know, like, he knows he's not getting out. He knows he's going to die. Or they've. I can't wait to see if he's in the rest of the show because well, yeah. So he gets taken back by the Empire, and he gets you know reconditioned, and he becomes Snoke. It's not that difficult. Shut up. (laughs) I just, I just want to see what happens with him because I. I, The second that episode ended, I said, "No body, no death." Like he's not necessarily not even no body. He didn't even go in the water. Yeah, he was. He was left. So he either just gets killed. Yeah. Or because those, I mean, no, we can't, we can't get into it. I mean, he, he got, could he still be around. Up. Like, yeah. if anything, he got picked up by the... and rearrested. Yeah, I don't know if he chose to drown because maybe he did, or if he got rearrested. I don't know. Um, but because I can't wait to see what happens. Of all the guards, none of the guards would be able to pick that he was the ringleader, except the two in the guard tower. That they left who alive. they left alive. Yeah. Well, he did say his name out loud over a loudspeaker. For yes, oh, that's oh, true. That's right, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they do know it's him. Yeah. Uh, no, no, that's a different guy. Um, that's a different Kino Loy. I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. Yeah, um, it, as you look at my registration number, I'm clearly... Oh, no, this one. is pronounced Kino. This is Kino. <laughs> I, don't know. I, I understand. Yeah. I get the confusion. And also, yeah, I mean, listen, I have a very lovely accent, but... It's definitely not me. I have a you great know, voice. You know what I really I have a voice appreciated? That could kill people. The and, the, yeah. the PA announcement, the on program, so yeah, yeah. like deep and menacing. And then the guy that is actually issuing those sounds up like this and he's, uh, they're, they're taking over. Andy Circus gets on the mic and just sounds like Andy Circus, even though it's going did, through the same modulated the same processor. Filter. It just did sounds you, like Andy Circus. Do you know what they called that voice in the credits? What no. do they call it? The voice of God. Quote. Oh. Yeah. literally, quote, the voice yeah. of God. Yeah. That is a thing. That is a mm-hmm. term. Yeah. That's it's a, like, like just one of those things. Yeah. Because a lot of the other shows always have these cameos, but you don't like they're little Easter eggs, but you don't know who they are until you read the credits. Like uh, Book of Boba mm-hmm. Fett had um, quite a few that you would only know that way. Uh, mm-hmm. Cammy and Fixer were that. Um, so I would read the, the, the cast to see what mm-hmm. it was and... Um, so far, I haven't found anything, but I did appreciate the the voice of God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was surprised it was an actual dude. I just yeah. figured it was like an automated kind of like, oh, feed in this message. But yeah, it's a dude who has programmed probably himself, I imagine. The Empire wasn't like, you need to sound more intimidating. He was probably like, I need to sound more intimidating. Mm-hmm. So he but programmed also, that thing to but make also, him sound more legit. You're right. Since it's actually a dude, he has to call every single shift individually yeah 
and tell people to be on program individually. So he's working like 24 hours a day nonstop, yeah. probably not being appreciated at the work that he's doing. No, not at all. Yeah. My Lord. Poor guy. It's really. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, it's no, really he gets no a sympathy. tragedy about um, Voice of God. Is, is my the brain Star just Wars went story? through the, the entire the entire conversation about the Death Star contractors from Clerks just went oh. through my head all at once. Like, well, they had a resolution to that conversation, which was, no, you know who you're like taking the job yeah. with, so you yeah. like don't don't feel bad for him. Yeah, that's true. But the whole that's why I'm saying the whole thing just like went through my head. Um, all right, but, but yeah, we're talking about a different thing, aren't we? Yes, um, but Nicole. Then, how are Hi. you doing? Oh, it's, I'm good. It's the week. It's the week. It's, the it's, week. Uh, it's life day. Um, it's life day. Um, my my yeah. calendar's ticking down. I know. Oh, yeah, I got I, I got the, the, the Lego advent calendar that you talked about like oh, three podcasts ago, like oh, three yeah, yeah. that I was on ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, I got it. It was at Target. I, I got it for Vicky. Um, oh, that's great. Yeah. She's not going to listen to this, so she won't even know. I got oh. the Droid Builders, uh, the Droid Builder uh, advent calendar that's in the shape mm-hmm. of um, a sand crawler. Ooh. I got a lint advent calendar that has like the lint, like chocolate yes. teddy bears in it. That's oh, what I got. You're like lint. It literally just says dryer <laughs> lint in every <laughs> Yes, you know what? It's a different dryer sheet for every day. It's and... it's it's so you can, you know, reuse the stuff that you lose from your clothes and knit it into right. new fabrics. Yeah, listen. Now you are bringing up ideas that I need to come up with a lint um, <laughs> advent calendar that just says dryer sheets and random little balls of lint but but the cover does look like chocolate just to mislead people yes <laughs> yes because there's no d in it it's l-i-n-t yeah, yeah L-I-N-T. and no one's yeah. gonna notice that because if you do like a fancy cursive font it's like oh it's a lint chocolate what the hell is this that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's like one of those do you remember wacky packages no the like they were like cards like trading cards that would be like oh i don't know um like different products, but they changed the name just a little bit to be like gross, like just a little bit. Okay. Like I'm trying to think of a good one. Let me look it up. Let me look one up. So I'm not like making something up that's not as impactful. Um, well, <laughs> so it's like it'll just fall flat. Where it's like, oh packages. yeah, it's a thing, and then they had these ridiculous yeah. things. And anyway, moving on. <laughs> well, I, I, so, I uh, saw pictures of okay. things like an only only fans store where they sell only fans. Yep. So Ritz instead of Ritz, it's rats, R A T Z, and it's like rat crackers. Weekies are like like instead of Wheaties, mm. um, it's like it makes you like weaker, whatever. Trucks is T R U X and it's like you get hit by a truck. Um Pupsy Cola is like soda for dogs. Oh these aren't all great. But there's, there's <laughs> some really good ones. They started um, off so hot with like the, um, this sounds kind of like goofy and gross. And then all of a sudden, it's, oh, it's just soda for dogs. Okay, yeah, that's not I don't so know. bad. There was one really, really good one. Uh, oh, God. Crunch instead of crunch berries, crunch boogies. Okay, yeah, that's pretty that's, gross. That's a, that's a good one. That yeah. sounds like the 80s right there. <laughs> Instead of country time lemonade, it's county time lemonade, and it's a dude like breaking like rocks and like a, a guard like standing over him. Um, That's good. I like that one. Cap and crud. Cap and crud's a good one. That's a classic one. Um, I don't remember any of these. There's also 
Cap'n Crutch, Frosted Snakes, and Afterlife. It's all cereal. JLO. They made a lot of like prison jokes, which <laughs> back in the day. So they had ones that were like old, like when our parents were kids. Alex, I say to Alex, and then um, like there was one when we were like- So Jim, when you were a kid. Right. When we were like 12, (laughs) there was another series that came out. These might be good. I I wanted to say the quiet part loud for Nicole. We had had Garbage Pail Kids when we were a kid. It's like a similar thing. I remember Garbage Pail Kids. It's a similar situation. Um. Yeah, these are. Oh, there was one that was so funny. It was like the go-to one, and I don't remember. Fetos, flaming hot Fetos. Ew. Yeah. We need to get away from this Zit-cat? segment. Zitcat, Zitcat. That was that was an insane one. We we need Zit-cat. to get out of this. this is, Sorry, this is getting nasty. I don't like it. Go on, then. I don't like it anymore. Stuck. How did we get here? How did we get here? <laughs> what were we talking about? I don't so how are you? Know. How are you doing, Nicole? That's oh, that was fun. the question. The question was, "How are you doing, Nicole?" And oh, suddenly lint, we're on speedos. Lint, lint. It's oh, lint. Lint would oh, be a, brand, a, a wacky yet, package. Yeah, yes, that's that's a wacky package. Goodness me. Okay. The point is, I'm doing well. I'm ready to go to Disney. Um, I'm being very vocal about me not being home for like a week, but you know what? I, I think yeah, no as long as you don't put live, your address right? out there, you're fine. So, <laughs> um, I don't yeah, even no, know your address, and I have your address. <laughs> you have my address. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm ready to go. I, I'm i so excited. I'm so excited to be in the park on Life Day. I've seen all the merch in the parks, and I'm like, I'm going to buy it. Like, I'm just going to, it says Life Day 2022 on it. I'm like, you might as well say Happy Nicole's 30th birthday. Like, <laughs> it's just very exciting for me. So um, I'm buying all of it. I do, I did wish, I think a couple years ago, there was stuff that actually had the date on it. Like it said Life Day, and then it was like November 17th, 2019 or whatever. And I was really hoping, I was really hoping that there'd be something with the actual date on it. But so far, there's nothing. Which I would imagine they would get away from that because that limits your sellability. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. But I mean, even just saying Life Day 2022 on the thing, it's like, how many people are going to buy this? How many humans are going to buy this? I'm if there's one, it's me, you know, but like I definitely have seen robes with the life day and the date on it. I want the robe so badly. Like then they they're selling the robe like a blanket, you know, uh, like a Snuggie, basically. That's like it says life day on it. It's fuzzy. It's red, whatever. And then they're selling the the orbs. It's and I'm like, <laughs> it's like you did the log commercial, but with the the robe. You know, yeah. the log, the log. It's log, it's log, it's big, it's heavy, it's wood. Oh, yeah, I did that. <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's, uh, it's fuzzy, it's, fuzzy, it's, soft, it's, it's red, soft. it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's great. And the friggin' orbs. And I'm like, I'm gonna come home with a lot of stuff. And my mom's like, this is freaking stupid. And I'm like, you just don't understand, mom. Like, you just don't understand. <laughs> like, Nicole's like, yes, it is stupid. And it's also mine. Exactly. It's stupid and it's for me. Like, oh my God. Oh my God. Very exciting. How are you, Jim? I'm doing all right. Like a uh, last recording, um, I was recording in uh, in Florida, and so yeah. I had to reset up all my stuff. I'm back at home. Arrived last late last night, walked in the door about 1130, and we're recording at 10 a.m. this morning. 
So I'm here. I'm awake. I'm good. Yeah. Florida was good, actually. Uh, um, Nicole did not ruin our vacation. She was more Yay. of a hurricane than a hurricane. Um, the, the storm, not me. Let's be clear. Well, although uh, I guess you didn't ruin his vacation either. I didn't. I didn't ruin his vacation both, either. Both I statements hope. can be They can factual. be true. Yeah. Like, One of them is just a little weird to say with no yeah. context. Right. Yeah. Sorry. Go on, Jim. So, yeah. I'm uh, home. I had lots of uh, pleasant downtime with my mom. Um, lots of pool time with my daughter. So, it was right. a good it was a good trip and now I'm back. It is um, in the 20s or 30s out, and it is uh, going to snow today. So, yeah, I'm rebooking my trip oh, down you're to in Florida. That. You're, you're in that. I, I just saw that last night. I saw that they were threatening um, snow, in, and it said in the New York area. So I was like, okay, well, that's probably not coming down here. And I look at the map, and it's just kind of cut just above New Jersey and just along uh, like the western part of New York. And I was like, okay, we're fine. Um, yep, but, yeah, so you're in that. I'm in central central New York as probably as central as you can get. Uh, yeah. So yep, it's uh it's cold, wet, and uh, gross out. So yeah, that's uh that's what I I, I came up to. Yeah, From we were uh, eighty five degrees. We were at the Devils game last night. Yes. Nine in a row. Woo. Um, yeah. What the heck is going on? I don't I don't know, but um, I love it. Usually, I don't know I'm either. I'm used to going to a Devils game in like the winter and like having like shirt, long sleeve, sweater, and then my jersey on over that. Yeah. And uh, going there last night, where it was it was like sixty degrees last night, um, I didn't know what to do because I felt like I was wearing almost nothing under this jersey. And then we get into the arena. I'm like, all right, it's gonna be like cooler in there. It's just the same temperature. So yep. we walked out of there almost sweating. Um, I, I'm not used to it. And then woke up this morning to walk the dog, and uh, there's frost on the on the grass. Yep. The fall weather still. 30 years okay. of being in, in New Jersey and dealing with New Jersey Falls, it still astonishes me how differently day-to-day -day can go. It doesn't make any sense. By all accounts, it doesn't make any sense. Like, it's just it's bananas. I love it, though. All right. We got a couple of news items. Woo! Your tauntaun will freeze before you reach the first marker. Then I'll see you in hell. Hello, what have we here? So, first up... I brought it up that we may want to watch it, but Nicole's like, no, I got plans to watch it, so we're not watching oh, yeah. it. We're not talking about it, I but do. I wanted to mention that it is a thing yeah. because it came out of the blue. I did not know this was even coming up, and all of a sudden, like, um, on the, uh, what was the 11th, they're like, this is being yeah. released tomorrow. And I'm like, yeah. what? Um, mm -hmm. Apparently, uh, Studio Ghibli, is that? Ghibli. Ghibli? Is it Ghibli? Um, yeah, you could say it either way. It, I, I don't know. I, I'm going to say I don't know the pro. I say Ghibli. I've I thought heard it was Ghibli. With the, with the H, I thought it was a Ghibli. I've only uh, ever heard Ghibli, but I'm not from anybody of authority. So, I, I, you know. I yeah. don't know. Uh, same here. I mean, I've heard it the other way, but I don't I don't know. So, so you know what? I take it back. Say what you whatever you want to say, Jim. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> I, I'll stick with Ghibli. Uh, they have released a short um, called Zen... Grogu and Dust Bunnies. It sure uh, is short, all right. It is short. Um, it is like three minutes with credits and opening, and it is um, it's a thing. 
So we, we watched it last night when we got home. It's genuinely three minutes. The cr- Like, even, you know, when you see something on Disney+, Plus, it's like, oh, this episode's 45 minutes, and then it's seven minutes of, of credits. This yeah. is not that. It's like five seconds of credits. So it, it from the Lucasfilm logo to the end is almost three minutes flat. Okay. And it's just, it's a cute little, yeah, cute little three-minute thing. It's cute. Um, it was completely unexpected, so it's not like I can complain, like, what did you release? This is terrible. Yeah. It's like... It was, we had no expectations. We didn't know it was coming. I'm interested if this is something, I don't know who is involved with the um, Visions Season 2. We know Visions Season 2 is a thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, It has already been announced. So I'm wondering if Studio um, Ghibli is involved with that. And then they like- I lose my mind. But but it makes sense is like if that because I know they're also expanding out to more um, more countries and more animators from across the globe. So I'm wondering if they are involved with season two and this was just a side project that they're like trying to get the vibe right of what they wanted yeah. to release. Yeah, kind of like a proof of concept kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. And listen, I am a massive fan of those movies, like massive, like. You put Spirited Away in front of me. I'm watching the whole thing beginning to end. Howl's Moving Castle is a masterpiece. Kiki's Delivery Service, also a masterpiece. Masterpiece, hello? Totoro, stop. Like, it's just the cutest stuff. I love it. I love it deeply. And when I go into um, Mitsukoshi in Japan and Epcot, not the real Japan, um, I just buy all the all the Ghibli stuff. I buy, I, I go nuts. I was so excited. I am so excited about this. I could cry. Like, I'm amped as hell and I want more. I'm kind of bummed it's three minutes. I'm like, Grogu and Dust, but stop. You stop it. Like, well, the so little- it's called Zen. Yeah. Grogu and Dust Bunnies. Yes. That Zen, Zen tells me that it's more. There's what going you- to be more. And whether it's so. all Star Wars related or if it's more of like a Studio Ghibli and Disney collaboration, they do different yeah. animated works on different Disney properties. Um, it does seem like it's uh, the first of, of a longstanding relationship. It, it, it's I first so. of something. Yeah. And, um, we just don't like it. We didn't even know this was coming out. So I wouldn't be no. surprised if we get something else. Um, I, like, I, I think proof of concept is probably the best um, mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. Um, description of what this is. Yeah, I'm very excited. I'm just, it's a crossover I didn't know I needed, cause my goodness. I mean, goodness. if you're gonna if you're gonna pair with an animation studio and like up your game, you you, you could you probably couldn't do much better than than Studio Ghibli. Probably so. not. I haven't actually watched any of their movies. Um, I will. Chef's I will. kiss. Very weird, but like. Go with it. Oh, big time you know, weird. I can't that, say like, like they're my 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 bread and butter. Um, but the couple that I've seen, like they're enjoyable. They're good. They're well made. They look gorgeous. Nice. Um, mm-hmm. they tell very mature and um, like uh, resonating stories. Um, fun characters and like Nicole said, they're they're weird. They're weird. They're very weird. But also the best animated food I've ever seen in my life. I've never seen bacon look like that. I was like, <laughs> give me all of that bacon. I want it now. Like, just so good. I, oh my lord. Huh. Yeah, all it's right. just excellent. But it's very strange. But all highly right. recommend. Speaking of bacon, our next piece of news. The Kevin Acolyte. Bacon? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, like, yeah, don't I, don't kick that off. Be like, oh, the acolyte. There's a cast announcement. Speaking of bacon, yeah, don't do that. Kevin Bacon's not in it. 
Kevin no, Bacon he's ain't not, in it. No, he's not. Um, but I'm six degrees of separation. Of I, I, um, I'm sure we can get back to Kevin Bacon. I'm uh, sure we can. Um, I'm terrible at actors, so I wouldn't be able to do it. There's got to uh, be a link from Carrie Ann Moss. I'm like to Carrie Kevin Ann Bacon. Moss can. Uh, there uh, must be. I was gonna say yeah. that's that's insane to see Carrie Ann Moss in this. This, this so cast good. is. I didn't. I didn't notice many of these additions. Um, I just yeah. looked at the synopsis when that came out the other day. And just thought, that sounds incredible. I'm in. Uh, but yeah, this cast so is, is dope. The um, yeah. I, I think what they're doing with the Acolyte here is since a lot of the projects that we have been teased and seem to kind of be getting pushed aside, um, or at least uh, not mentioned again as if they don't exist, since the Acolyte is actively like filming and everything now, they're like, no, look, we're actually doing something we said we're going to be doing. Uh, and um, so they literally took a picture of the first behind-the-scenes image, which is um, two of the actors standing there with the director. Um, it's in, rehearsals, yeah. Yeah, in street clothes and mm-hmm. so i find that hilarious they're like see look we're doing something and i'm like hoodies in space yeah it's it's <laughs> that would be something <laughs> <laughs> but uh we did you're right um you mentioned alex we got a little bit of a a uh, little bit more of a what is this mm-hmm. um it says the acolyte is a mystery thriller that'll take viewers into a galaxy of shadowy secrets and emerging dark side powers in the final days of the high republic era Sold right there. A former, Immediately, yes. Yeah, a former remember, Padawan. Hold on, we're not done. Go on, then. A former Padawan reunites with their Jedi Master to investigate a series of crimes, but the forces they confront are more sinister than they had ever anticipated. Yeah, remember when I was talking about like the use of acolyte in yes the, the yeah uh, Shadow of the Sith. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I feel like this is going to have some dark side stuff like this. They're telling us that the Acolyte is going to be dark side stuff. I love when I'm right. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I just well, love when I'm correct. When that well, works we out for me, knew, it's great. We already knew that this was going to be a dark side leaning show. How? There how were did we know that? Either in. Yeah. How do we know that? Either in casting announcements or casting calls or something like that. It seemed that the focus of the story, at least partially, was going to be on someone either turning to the dark side or that one of your main characters was going to be a dark side user or Mm -hmm, something mm -hmm. to that degree. Um, Reading now that it's a former Padawan reuniting with their Jedi Master to investigate a series of crimes tells me that's kind of almost like a Kaiser Soze whodunit who is this Sith Lord. And maybe there's like an Act 3 reveal of who the Sith Lord was and it's not who you expect. It's the Um, Jedi Master. I mean, oh my god or the former padawan um <laughs> that's what i'm thinking and, and maybe but... maybe that's where it lives um but I, I i did get the sense that it was about something sith related um yeah looking at this cast is just like hot such damn a good cast yeah um, such a good cast uh they announced quite a few cast members which we had not heard because we knew two of these from yeah. before we knew amanda stenberg Mm-hmm. And we knew um, Lee Zhongzhai from Squid Games. They we yep, had yes. they had those have been announced. Um, I believe all of the others are new to this announcement, uh, which was yep. Manny Jacinto, Daphne yes. Keen, Jody yes. Turner Smith, yep. mm-hmm. Rebecca Henderson, Charlie Barnett, uh, Dean Charles Chapman, and Carrie yep. Ann Moss. Um, what a cast! Yeah, man. 
I'm very excited by by several of these. Manny Jacinto, I don't know if I mean if you haven't watched The Good Place, <laughs> it's a must he's, watch. Uh, he's he's phenomenal. Family. He's hilarious. Oh, he's got great timing. I, you're right. I didn't even put together that he is yeah. absolutely hilarious. Yes, he's, he's so great. Funny. Um, he was in the new Top Gun, and I think originally when that when that story seemed to be, it's going to be about the new era of pilots before it became. No, we're going to use Tom Cruise but as like the main character. Um, so he's in there, but he doesn't really get to do much. Um, uh, but I think that he was brought on as like kind of a uh, high energy chemistry guy for that for that group. And then they didn't end up using the character, um, which, I mean, served that story fine. Uh, Daphne Keene, uh, I have not watched the uh, – it's not his, the Golden Compass shows. but His, uh, his Dark Materials. So yeah. His Dark Materials is probably my favorite book series of all time. Wow, and as someone okay. who reads a lot, that is saying something. And mm-hmm. so I did, I watched the first season. I don't get HBO and I don't like to pay extra for um, things that I'm only going to watch for a month. So mm-hmm. I will eventually watch the second two seasons. But um, the first season was good. She was good. I mean, uh, she was she, phenomenal in Logan like five years ago. Yeah, she played like the picture that they posted makes her look a lot older than I believe she is. Um. Yeah, she's she only looks like s- Anya Taylor Joy in this picture. She yeah, she's only brunette, she's know? only seventeen as of now, like this mm-hmm. minute, yeah. and that picture makes her look mid twenties easily. Yeah, sure. It's it's I, it's I the Millie Bobby seen... Brown thing where like oh yeah. you've watched this person act as a twelve year old, so seeing them be like an adult person yeah. is kind of it's like wild. oh my god, how old am I yeah. then? Yeah. Millie Bobby Brown really went like from twelve to like twenty in two seconds. Yep. And oof. And Carrie Wild. Ann Moss hasn't aged a day in twenty years. Oh yeah. Yep. She, Just about. She's doing great. Yeah, it's a good cast. The, I'm the, excited. The, the, the amount of things that Carrie Ann Moss shows up in especially lately is like just kind of astonishing to me the level of like not just the level of actor that like the the netflix uh marvel shows got yeah, and like she she's one of those but like for them you know she was in like three of those shows at least and but she would also make guest appearances in the other shows like i'm yeah. still working my way through them and she's she all keeps over the showing place. up yeah it's like so. By the time we got to Defenders and like Sigourney Weaver was one of the main villains, you were, you were almost kind of like, well, you know, this kind of makes sense. Look at look at the yeah. level of people we've, we've gotten for the rest of these shows. Uh, but Sigourney Weaver being a Marvel villain was wild in itself. But like Carrie Ann Moss in the Marvel world and now um, in the Star Wars world, uh, and I guess it makes sense. You go back to like the Matrix, like that is huge genre picture uh, and series. So so why not? Um, but but she's phenomenal, and that's very cool. Great, great get. All right. So, well, like we said, they started filming, but I think it's time we actually talk about why we're here. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Yeah, we should do that. All right. We are talking the other half of the Tales of the Jedi shorts. So... Like we mentioned a couple of weeks ago, the uh, Tales of the Jedi dropped um, shortly before Halloween. Uh, they released six shorts, three of which were Dooku related and three of which were Ahsoka related. And so we are going to focus on Ahsoka this time. So, so the- going in like broad, broad picture, do we know why they split the episodes the way they did? Like we- why one Ahsoka, three Dooku, then the other two Ahsoka? 
they it's it's weird. We talked about it last time a little bit. Um, yeah, we did. It they released that first episode at Celebration. And mm-hmm. I thought that that's why that's the first episode, but it doesn't have to be that way. Um, Nicole made a good uh, point, is that is the best introduction to the series. Mm-hmm. As, I also thought it was almost chronological order, but then we shot that down. Yeah, it's not, mm-hmm. it's not even close yeah. to chronological order, um, unless Ahsoka is like um, the same age as Dooku, or even older than Dooku. <laughs> well, so if we consider that the Dooku episodes start, so the last one being his fall would be 10 years before Attack of the Clones, therefore 10 years before Clone Wars, so t- 10 years before her her training montage episode, her, her second episode. So if you go back, do you have to go back more than like, what, what is she, 14, 15? She's, 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 four, so she's 14 at the beginning of the Clone Wars, and so the first episode would be four years before the phantom menace and that's how it starts and it gives like um uh they made a comment like has it been a year already and i assume that's mm-hmm. referring to ahsoka is now a year old um mm-hmm. is the, yeah. the only explanation i can i can make because she didn't look a year old looks like she still looked um younger than that but i don't um well i don't I mean, know how 50 year old grogu looks like a infant yeah um, and also, apparently, the lines on uh, Togruta's faces change as you get yes, older, which I, is interesting. That was that was one thing I was curious about because she starts with the four little dots, and we know that that becomes a thing. But and also that, like the the um, I forget what they Montrose. called it. Yes, Montrose. Um, that that when she's like a, a newborn baby, it's just kind of like a border around her face. <laughs> but well, that will knew- eventually become like. The whole yeah, we, we knew they grew because every time we see the, her in the Clone yes. Wars, as they age her, they make yeah. them longer as a age proxy. But it's it's yeah. almost weird to see like almost just none of stubbins. it on a newborn, just like little. Yeah, deep, deep, deep. <laughs> she yeah. looked almost like um, what's his name? Um, the 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 pirate, um, Jack Sparrow. No, um, Hondo. Hondo, yeah, with oh, the little, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. The little yeah. Fr- like the little little pokies around. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, we uh, first episode, life and death. We get newborn Ahsoka, and I think personally, this is probably my favorite of the three episodes. Okay. Um, like I know I could see people liking the last episode of the three Ahsoka episodes. It was not my favorite, um, for reasons that we'll get into. Um, and not the reasons that most people probably think actually, but probably tied to those. I don't, but, I don't know if I could even separate them by like, cause I think of them all as one thing yeah. in my mind, just like that, the progression of that story. And it tells three different points of her life and has three different purposes and, and kind of understanding why she is, how she is and how she becomes fulcrum basically. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know that I'd be able to separate them by quality. I mean, I think, I mean, all six of these were, were fantastic and, and yeah eminently enjoyable over and over and over um but i i thought this was a great intro and even that opening shot of just the the landscape over the village and into the hills um gorgeous just really beautiful visuals it yeah. looked like they took artwork that they somebody painted mm-hmm. and then added little animated inserts to go no this isn't a painting it's a like it's like one thing in the background like a little ship 
like it's no. what they how they used to make old Disney cartoons, right? Like they would have background artists, like painters, and then you'd have animators like go over mm-hmm. it, and you could tell exactly which thing was going to be moving because it was just a little brighter than everything yeah. else. You're like that yeah. bush, that's going to be moving, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but stunning, absolutely stunning, yeah, stunning work across the board. Um, the, the Ahsoka ma- is my favorite. Like, I just gotta say that again. Like, watching, I rewatched them this morning, and I just get so happy watching her do anything. Like, anything. Even as a small infant who can't speak. And, like, she, she, I'm like, Ahsoka has a kitty. Like, you know what I mean? I'm, like, so excited for her. I'm like, she's got a sharp cat. Like, how cool is that? And, like, I just, watching that character do anything anything fills me with so much joy that like i don't i don't know man like i love her i get why everyone like a few years ago i was like i don't get it i don't get why everyone's like obsessed with this character whatever and then i actually watched her and stuff and now i'm like i'm feral i'm like give me more all the time i love her she, she between the beginning of the clone wars and the end of the clone wars she grew into like a fan favorite and so, yeah. but but it's it to the point where like I like this character. I think it was when they brought her back in Rebels that all of a sudden you realize you're like, wow, she's like a, an amazing character. I'm so glad they brought her back in Rebels. And it was from that point on, they're like, I don't care what she's in. Like I want yeah. her in everything. And it, like, it does read everything. like some kind of retroactive re, um, you know, reappreciation of the Ahsoka character. It, it did kind of happen probably around. 2015 2016 yeah she's just and i love just that they're adding stuff for her like obviously like i love this kind of like look at her family and her lovely parents what a lovely lovely pair of people and a a badass pair of people and like i love them and like they love her like her dad going my little soka killed me i was like and that look on their face when they hear ahsoka is jedi because mm-hmm. they know what that means they, yeah that means they lose her so like, that's what period. i thought i thought this was going to be the the full story of plo Koon coming to scoop her up mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. i'm i i wanted to bring that up i'm surprised we didn't get that yeah, yeah. I wonder if it's because they, they're like, you know that story. Yeah. You know how that went. Like, let's show you something completely I'm, I'm just surprised that Dave cool. Filoni had the, like, uh, uh, yeah. self-control to not <laughs> to put- To not use Plo Koon. Like, Plo Koon, yeah. he's in the training episode just sitting there watching, but he doesn't have any lines of dialogue, but I, I yeah. he loves Plo Koon. Yes. It's his favorite Jedi. I think he said it's his favorite Jedi. Yeah. Like, number yes. one, right? Well, like, he yeah. stamps Which is why they chose cool. him. Yeah, so so to see that like his ship did not land like at the end and just Plo Koon approaching the village that didn't happen is a level of control I didn't know Dave Filoni had. Love that for him. Yeah. Um, just brilliance. I don't know if I've ever seen a story and y'all can correct me if I'm wrong. Watching a Jedi or a force sensitive person like kind of find out that that's what they are. Like, I don't know that we've ever seen that. So I want I wanted to bring up is we almost have never seen the families of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like other than yeah. Anakin, obviously, um, who I guess we suppose we kind of saw him find out he's a Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, in, I mean, kind. 
Wanda, he, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Jim, but like he says he's like, he can make stuff happen and he could do stuff and he's the only like pod racer who's a human being. Like he like has all the hints that he's force sensitive it, it's, without it's also, knowing that he's a Jedi. You know, not a one for one in that his, the only thing he wants in life at that point is to get out, get off of Tatooine. He yeah. would like his mother to come with him, of course. Um, but he wants out of his life. Um, and I, you don't, I'm sure it's not a typical point of a, of a Jedi's journey when they're picked up as a much younger individual right. when they find out that there's a Force-sensitive person out there and is taken away from their family. Like, very different right. context. Right. I, the question is, like, does Ahsoka even remember this? I would you imagine, know? yeah, I, I, obviously we don't know Togruta. They can do whatever yeah. they want with Togruta. Mm-hmm. I would assume if they're following the human um, path. And no, she wouldn't remember this. She wouldn't, yeah. I would be interested to know if... They know Shakti. Mm. And that's because mm. just throwing out that she survived because she's a Jedi, uh, like that seems to be, especially this is not a major industrialized society. It's more of a simple, um, simple society. Not to like, don't want to say derogatory terms because no, it's, but like a, like a rural village, a rural, yeah. And so, like, how would they know about the Jedi, especially since the Jedi are so few and far between when you're dealing on a galactic scale? Yeah, unless yeah. they know about, a, Shakti. Mm-hmm. about Shakti or another Togruta Jedi we don't know about. It's um, possible. Well, I think so, when you also think also about we, like you ahead, know uh, a rural village. Um, you know, small settlement, family-oriented stories get passed down. Mm-hmm. And I have to imagine that stories of Jedi have been passed either from elders to the youngers or from passing uh, travelers that may come through the village. Like I, I think that story is always going to be a big part of any kind of culture that gets depicted in fiction. Um, and particularly when it, it's something like this that that's very kind of, you know, this is a... A, a, a people that are very part of nature and have these uh, very strong customs. And, you know, uh, Pavti brings Ahsoka out on her first hunt as a one-year-old. Um, you know, th- th- there's a story there. And I think mm-hmm. that part of mm-hmm. that is understanding that Jedi exist or that the Force is, a, you know, all-encompassing part of nature that, that we all have a part in, whether or not we're Force-sensitive or not. And, and I think that maybe is in there even if there's just an understanding that jedi do exist mm-hmm. but nowhere I, would they expect that their one-year-old child is a jedi because who would no no i that's why i think like i do wonder i mean yes their reaction shows us that the parents know what a jedi is so never really mind but i was gonna say clearly this village elder is a spiritual person of some kind mm-hmm. right um the way people treat her, the way, you know, she kind of blesses them a little bit or some equivalent thereof. Like the, the Simba um, thing, you mean? Yeah, exactly. Um, like, there, like I would understand why she would know what a Jedi is, you know? Okay, but yeah, yeah the, the, the fact that at least the parents react to that. Like, we know what shows they, us that like everyone everybody knows, knows what, what it is, yeah. Also, yeah. So I wonder if they do know Shakti. It's a good shout. Also, the animation on the village elder um, is probably the best animation of the entire series. Uh, it's like, so they, good. They like, like uh, all the animation. It's beautiful animation the whole series, but it's like they went double on that mm-hmm. the uh, the vill- village elder. There's there's a certain <laughs> photorealism to it. Yeah. Um, on the other hand, 
I don't know if anyone agrees with me because I think it's a personal taste thing. But our saber tooth big cat is the most. I was like, that's a lot of polygons. Yeah, that's. Like, I thought I the same just, thing. I was like, that is a sharp, and I don't just mean the teeth. That's a sharp cat. Yes. And I just, it didn't feel like it fit, and maybe that's on purpose. Maybe that's on purpose that it feels so starkly different than everything else in this episode. It, it gives it a ferocity, I think. But yeah. I don't think the rendering was the cleanest thing. I didn't love it. it. Uh, that's all I'm going to say about it. Is I didn't well, love that design, but the, the it is what it is. Generally, it was fine. It's the first shot we get of it when it's walking up mm-hmm. to um, mm-hmm. Ahsoka's mom, and you're getting the head-on view. It looked mm-hmm. weird when it was walking. It looked very, you're right, boxy. It reminded mm-hmm. me of anybody who's seen it, Beast Wars, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. Um, 90s animation style of uh, these animals who are robots and so it mm. looked like it looked like something like that. And yeah. so it was one yes. of those. Um, mm, that, I think that. once it's taken Ahsoka into the woods and she is like calming it and it, it's kind of shrouded in darkness, it blends better. And it does. It's it does. going you know, to our, our conversation last time we were on. I think it was last time we were on. We were talking about there was a brief interlude about the Hobbit, as there usually is. And my problem with the rendering of the main orc being this bright white dude in this, like, you know, kind of sooty, ashen, war-torn region uh, that just looked terrible. Um, But when you can shroud something in darkness, and I think that's why the T-Rex in Jurassic Park works in 1993, you can blend it easier. When you introduce this thing in broad daylight in the middle of this meadow where it's just grass and, and two, you know, humanoid... Um, models that they have used for other shows and are now bringing into Tales of the Jedi. Um, yeah, there, there's going to be a little bit of a, of a mismatch and, and your eye is going to kind of be drawn to this saber. T- I'm just calling it a saber tooth because yeah. it is. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, it, it's kind of, I don't want to say off-putting, but it was a little like, oh, okay. Yeah, it just didn't. Everything Not- else, polished is a really good word for it. Everything else felt yeah. more polished to me. And I didn't know if it was just because I didn't understand the animation style, which is fair. Like, I'm not an artist. I have no idea what it takes to do these things. I know it's a lot and I know it's a lot of skill and, and talent and all of that. So I have no idea. But it just felt, compared to everything else in the show, period, it stood out to me. And I, I thought agree. that was strange. I thought the I same thought thing, strange. but it didn't distract me from like the story going on or the the, sure. the characters or, or the purpose of why we're here. So at least there's that. Because sometimes you yeah. see like wonky CGI or a bad character model or something that doesn't look right. You know, the, the car crash from In Time, that Justin Timberlake movie is one of the worst oh, yeah. CGI renderings I've ever seen in my life. Um, when you see something like that, you're like, oh, man, that's kind of like blows the whole scene wide open for me. This was yeah. not that. Yeah. No. Oh, no. I still was totally in it. Just like, I wish that it was that tiger thing was a little different Um, because it would have been if that was gorgeous, if that was and uh, that is subjective, of course. But like if that was at the level and in the style of everything else in the show, I would have been stunned by that thing. But it, it felt like something out of Ice Age. 
and I, I wasn't see that too. sold. Mm. You know, I was just like, is it are its hair standing on end? Is that what we're going for? I don't understand why it's so lumpy. Like, why <laughs> is the tiger so lumpy? I, I wake up every morning like... and look in the mirror and go, why are you so <laughs> why is lumpy? It so lumpy? <laughs> <laughs> like, and that's the thing too, right? Like, it could have looked like the tiger thing in Attack of the Clones, and I would have been like, sure. Mm. But it's just a saber-toothed tiger. You know, like, I'm looking for a Star Wars You're animal. You're thinking Nexu? The- right. I'm like, why is it a sa- It's just a saber-toothed tiger. Like, I just, I don't know if that, I didn't love the design of that animal. And it's so important in Ahsoka's story that that's why I'm harping on it. Like, that moment is what changes her entire life. And that's why we're seeing it, right? But it's like... I just wish it was a different look. Yeah. I wish it was a different design. Well, the Whatever, deer looked good. Deer looked great. The, the Kaibuck. Sure. Kaibuck. Yes. I was, yeah, it said Kaibuck Braying or whatever the heck in the subtitles. Mm. And I was like, great. But we never got a name for this tiger thing. No, no. just low growl. Yeah, low growl. snarling. We got, snarling. yes, we got um, mom murdering an innocent beast and no don't look away child you must watch how i disembowel this uh I this animal in front of you that. i understood that i thought that. we were getting a reverse bambi it when the tiger mm. came out i was like we're we're doing the, the ahsoka's gonna witness her mom getting absolutely yeah. decimated yeah and that I'm is the opening of this story that. we're we're doing bambi uh i'm glad we didn't do bambi yeah me too i'm really glad everyone's alive at the end of yeah. that episode well like, i guess technically Pavti does do a Bambi Bambi Where she with this family of Kaibuck. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I liked it. I thought that was cool. I thought it was an interesting cultural thing to know those things about the Torgruta because we don't know a ton about them as a people. Um, and she was going to bring that ki- she was going to be able to bring that Kaibuck back with a with a baby on her like strapped to her shoulders. Her. You bet she was. She was dope. I love Pavdi. She was like, like, do you think we can bring course. it back? Like, of course we can bring it back. We only we use what we need and we're going to get this thing back yeah. to the village. Like, hey, all right. OK, mom. Like, I'm like, yeah, that's Ahsoka's mom. I couldn't like, do I it. I just I had like no doubt. I was like, correct. Mm-hmm. Like that is Ahsoka's mom. That is Ahsoka's dad. This all makes sense. Everything about this makes sense. I thought it was brilliant. And to do that in like a handful of minutes is like, really impressive. Like the um, the animation looked great. Like Ahsoka's mom mm-hmm. looked like she would be Ahsoka's mom. Yeah, mm-hmm. 100%. The, the voice actress was absolutely fantastic. Uh, yes. So good. Janina Gavankar. Yep. Yeah, she she was absolutely fantastic. Um, Star Wars so legend great. now. I mean, they even I believe she's all um, over the franchise. If I believe, if I remember right, they brought her out on stage at Celebration um, after this um, to oh, talk nice. to her about voicing Ahsoka's mom, and she was yeah, she was great. Um, so she's do... very like into being in Star Wars. So she is Iden Versio in Battlefront Two. Oh, and okay. has done oh, a lot. That's right. You're right. Yeah, I remember her. Saying she's that. done a lot of like pushing for that character and like they made a, a custom pop figure of that character and sent it to her and she posted this video of how like excited she was to have like she was a star wars pop and she like almost broke down in tears um and then i saw in her credits she was a uh, assistant puppeteer or additional puppeteer or something in mandalorian season two the heiress the uh bo katan oh, cool. introduction um, oh, okay. So even just behind the scenes, she's showing up to be part of Star Wars, which I, I love to see in just any 
any performer, any established person that's like done other things. And she's done like comedy shows and um, she's been all around. But the fact that she keeps coming back to Star Wars in a different capacity is just like they're doing they're doing the right stuff. They're they're bringing people in. They get really enthusiastic about it. Yeah, yeah. I agree. So um, I, w- I want to add one more comment on the tiger. Um, yes, it looked really weird when he first saw it, but the moment when um, Ahsoka yeah, touches say. the tiger's nose and you kind of get that yeah. big shootout frame, that I already picked picked that as my picture for the episode because uh, um, it was, uh, I'm like... Unbelievable. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm done. That's it. Like, <laughs> she booped the snoot and I almost <laughs> cried. Like, yeah. and listen, I would too. Let's be honest. If that big, I mean, listen, if I had a spine that big (laughs) cat i would have just been like i need to like i watch videos all the time of like people going around like like cat big cat sanctuaries or whatever and like booping snoots of like tigers and panthers and leopards and a cheetah Mm, my favorite had a hyena in it i almost cried like i love that i'm like i want to boop a big snoot and I like got so excited that she she pooped the snoot, and like then the cat was like, "All right, you can ride me now. Get on my back, yeah. like whatever. <laughs> we're cool. We're cool. Yeah. All right. Like just what a sweet cat. I just you know. Well, it wasn't until it was touched Correct. by the force. Correct. You're right. But like it also reminded me of like Ezra's whole thing where he he communicates with an- yeah. like, animals mm-hmm. really well. It was cool to see another Jedi do it, and the fact that it's Ahsoka, I love that. Um, I wish I got to see her do that more, but that's not her thing, and that's fine. Yeah. But um, I guess moving on to the second bit of this, there's not much to say about it. It's cool as hell. It's a really interesting concept, and I like... I didn't need an explanation of how she survived Order 66, like we saw it, but like it's kind of cool to add that in like yeah i think more of it was we never see anakin train ahsoka we just see them on missions together and their banter and why they make sense as master and padawan pairing but to see that he was actually like these are the tests that all the jedi go through and they're fine but i can give you a better test against my my best squadron um and I mean, any any excuse to get more Captain Rex uh, and the five hundred first, I'm in on. Anytime I hear D. Bradley Baker in Star Wars, I'm happy. I'm thrilled I by laughed. that. Um, I laughed the, so hard at the Jesse hit you really hard. Yeah, sorry, sorry, Commander. That, yes, Commander. I love that. I love that. Bit. <laughs> I Such a good so bit. Hard. Yeah, I don't so- know why I love like an off like back camera like really off mic line read so much but i love it does it, it does hit a specific like enjoyment point when it is that oh, that so read funny. yeah so so, so the, funny the second episode or the fifth episode now the the series practice makes perfect yes. um again they could have gone like ahsoka dooku ahsoka dooku ahsoka dooku yeah that's i'm kind of surprised why. they didn't do that I have no idea. I mean, the Dooku episodes were great as a one, two, three, and I was like enthralled mm-hmm. by that whole story. Um, having to now rewatch the Ahsoka because I've watched them a few times now for for this talk. Um, it, again, it's the same thing with Clone Wars. We talked about it's kind of annoying when you're like, okay, episode one. Now I got to go forward to episode five. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. It's a little yeah. easier when everything is yeah. released <laughs> at once. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for um, sure. So yeah, well, we man. get we get training montage which is right near the beginning of her apprenticeship i can't Mm -hmm. place when 
They no, did but he's really a that's a young Anakin. Weird. That is a he's just yeah, but, snipped his Padawan braid, Anakin for um, sure. And also Obi Wan um, doesn't show up because I don't know what that was on the bench next to Anakin. It was not Obi Wan. Yeah, um, I don't know what that was either. I yeah, that's probably my most hated of this entire animation style is whatever they did to Obi Wan. It's just uh, him with the long hair from Attack of the Clones. But he doesn't have the long hair in Attack in any of the Clone Wars. Well, no, that's true. But they had the armor of like the early yes, Clone Jesus Wars days. Hair in Attack of the Clones. Yes, yeah. but that's not in the Clone Wars series. He never, no, you're and right. We even read in the uh-huh. book in Brotherhood they talk about him chopping Why off. Why he cut his hair? Yes, mm-hmm. and so he never mm-hmm. had the long hair in the entire you're series. Absolutely right. You're absolutely and so right. Why does he? He and he looked weird. He looked like he was not like fuzzier, like facial hair, like. Like he literally looked his animation style blurry. looked like he was blurry. Yes, it was. Yeah. it was super yeah. weird. Yeah. Um, and also, Anakin made a very weird comment that it kind of off putting for me. Um, where Obi Wan said something. I'd have to look up exactly what the wording is, but it said something like, "Oh, she looks like she was trained well." Yes. And Anakin's like, "I wouldn't like, really know." Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know. Really like, know what? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I don't. I think it was. Is uh, it is like, it badly read sarcasm? Yes, I think it's. I don't know if it's that because I mean I trust Matt La- Matt Lanter. Yeah. Lanter. Yes. Is there Lanter. an N at the yes. end of that? Yes. Um, Lord above, I trust him to always do like a line read correctly. Um, but I read it as like these tests aren't proving that to me. Like, does she learn well? Mm-hmm. I don't know because these tests aren't showing me that. Yeah. Like he's down on the test. That's what I got from it. I can you know? see that, and it, it it reinforces that point of um, I don't agree with how they're training the Padawans. So she was mm-hmm. obviously trained as a youngling before being entrusted to the care of Anakin, and I think it, it could be a comment on that. Like, oh yeah, she, you know, sure, she's done well for where she is now, I'm sure, but she could be better. And I right. can do like, better. She's not proving to me that she actually can learn what's necessary quickly. That's what I got. It's a, it is a strange line. It's a very strange line and the placement and all of it it's, is very weird. It is very... As is the like when she says what like what do you think or whatever and he goes you don't want to know. It, it's like it was, but she does because she just asked. It was what? very like, dismissive very of Anakin and had we not yeah. watched the Clone Wars movie where he kind of agreed to take her on like it seemed like it, it, it just seemed very dismissive of him when we had already seen prior we know happened prior to this event um, yeah. where he is willing to train her. Yeah it's interesting it's just yeah I don't think it has anything to do with his training. I think it's like it's just a snarky comment about the training. Um, and again, like this, yeah, this is the shortest of the three. It's genuinely twelve it's, minutes with it's less credits. Than, yeah, it's less than ten. Um, so with, we we got to get to the point where he's like, uh, you know, they say that these and that the other thing was, and I mean, maybe it was Obi Wan. These are the new training droids. They're meant to mimic the battle droids on battle the field. Droids. And his response to that is, well, I'm going to have my squad open fire on her and see how she does. Yeah. it's, it's Which is a very Anakin move. Very Anakin move, for sure. And I just loved the sequencing, the fact that we jumped time three times in this episode. Twice. And we know three times because she's wearing different clothes. 
And the helmets advance the helmets to show are different, that time is passing. And, and Anakin is not there. So it shows that throughout the Clone Wars, she is doing these... Like, well, we have that three initial... different time periods, but we only jump time twice. Fine. Yes, yes, correct. Yes, yes. Sure. <laughs> yes. I, I don't know why. And it's not even that early anymore. We've been on this for an hour and a half. Um, but that took yeah. me a while to track that. Yes, okay. Yes. So there's early days yeah. in the hangar and then in the, the ship. When she has two lightsabers mm-hmm. also um, shows mm-hmm. you that she's now in mid-Clone mid Wars run. Now, correct. two lightsabers end. makes that test a lot easier. Uh, yeah. Because she can but guard both sides of her. They are shorter. They're really short lightsabers, right. but yes. But she can then block... <laughs> In front and behind. It doesn't matter how long it yes. is. It just needs to be wider than you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. She just has to be able to, like, guard her back and front at the same time because, like, these guys are, are firing at random intervals and obviously trying not to hit each other. But mm-hmm. there's overlap in, in the shots yeah. fired. And two lightsabers sure. makes that a lot easier. Easier. Yeah, you're right. So I, I, um, I want to bring up um, before we move on to the, the near the end. Uh, did you notice when she's doing the initial test, we bring back Tara Sanube um, mm-hmm. from the lightsaber lost episodes. But did mm-hmm. you notice the two Jedi in the back? Well, I saw Plo Koon no. and Yoda. Um, it was uh, Caleb. Caleb Doom. No. And you um, stop it. That's the character in the back. There was a little kid in the back and. Um, uh, Depa Balaba, who wouldn't make sense if he is if she is his master at this point. So it must be obviously before they are master apprentice, but they are together in the back and in uh, the trainings fo- in the f- initial training session. I thought you meant like with Rex. Oh no, no no! I knew he meant in like the in the dojo. I'm sorry, my brain did not work. But the, yeah, I, yes. I had no that idea that was, was supposed Caleb to be. D- wow! I didn't. I noticed that they were making a big deal about. Him. They did. Yeah, there was. But I didn't put it together that that's our little boy, Kanan. And I thought that's I was getting kid. better at picking up on those things. Of like, why are they yeah, showing no. this? And I'm, I never pick up on it. Like, oh, it's just like context of this young Padawan being impressed with her performance. Yeah, yeah which means exactly. she is excelling. To be fair, yeah. I saw it on Twitter and went, oh. <laughs> so it wasn't me. Um, but that's yes, cool. it, <laughs> that's really cool that that's who that is. It makes total sense. I just like didn't put it together. Um, that's really cool. Yeah, I don't know. Now, I, I like this episode a lot just because of like it's enriching. I felt it is. It's cool. I love the like relationship between her and the clones. Always have mm-hmm. like their little their their Ahsoka Tano like helmets like make me cry every time. Like love that. Like, love her, love her and Rex, all of that stuff. Yes. Love watching her grow in, like, the span of 10 minutes. So cool. My, my question about that first training session, because the first time she gets hit with the stun, she's out for an hour. Yes. And they kept training on that day, and she keeps getting knocked out. And they say, you know, you're waking up quicker and quicker, but we don't know in what increment. And every time she wakes up, the sun is still up. And Coruscant days aren't necessarily much longer than, like, your standard earth rotation from what i understand um so either that is the summer equinox or their uh equivalent of that or she was adjusting to the stun very successfully really quick yeah i don't know because there wasn't much time passage there and it's it's such a and i'm not even even gonna say nitpicky because i don't care at the end of the day but it is something (laughs) i noticed which is like she keeps getting knocked out that we've done you know it's the it's it's that scene in Miracle where where they're bag skating. Kurt Russell's going again, uh-huh. again, 
Um, I play for the United States of America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that. Yes. Um, yeah. and and it's and it's Anakin going again, again. So it's the same yeah. day, but you know, was it like she was out for an hour and then half an hour and then fifteen minutes and then seven minutes? And I, like, I, would, assu- I would assume it's some variety of like significantly faster as because the to, fact like, that they mentioned it was telling me that it was like an hour and then like 58 minutes and then maybe 50 minutes and then maybe 45 you know yeah 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 <laughs> i don't know man but i i i don't know i just i felt like it was really good my one nitpick is that like rex didn't need to say like wow like good thing you had all that training i'm like i get it yeah i get what you're showing me i got it mm-hmm. i got it babe I, but like i think I it was just to drive home where we were at because if if you're yeah. not paying attention to the line of troopers in front of them when they enter that hangar and they're all wearing the orange helmets and they're yeah. also in the background blurry that you can't really like i yeah unless you freeze frame it or like paying close attention them all wearing the orange helmets wouldn't be obvious but it's it's a weird it's a weird callback just for that moment for her to have been away for so long it's after she quits the jedi order she comes back they do the siege of mandalore and that his in that moment his callback is oh remember those training exercises those very specific training exercises that we went through not all the battles that we've been through over the years not everything that's bonded us together remember those specific we were in a circle shooting you let's see if that comes in handy it's because it makes sense to me because that's the only time she's ever had to fight a clone. Every every other Jedi ever has never had a clone shoot at them. Ahsoka has a million times. Mm. Because it shows that, like, the time jump, that first time jump, shows us that she's been doing this consistently. Like, this is a thing she does maybe every day. She does this all the time. Mm. So a clone shooting at her is not as jarring for her as it is for everybody else. So I think that's what he's referencing. And I like that. About I like, it. Sure. but like, I didn't, I don't know that I needed it, but you have such a short episode. Like you, every detail is important. Yeah. Whatever. And they you, want you can't, you home. can't miss anything. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah, I get good, it though. I liked it. I liked it a lot. That might, that might be your nitpick. The one that hit me the hardest. Oh, the, I, the note, just because I love that at the end of Clone Wars so 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 much. I can that see that enriching that in any way mm-hmm. was so cool to me. And yes, seeing Anakin train her at all really really cool. I don't know. It just it hit me really hard that one. It really did. I, yeah, the, I, the, the note of like driving home that Anakin is the one that trained one of the most. What ends up being clearly. She has a reputation, uh, famous Jedi survivors of the purge. Yeah. Because yeah, then yeah. as we move into the final episode here, um, you're supposed to be dead. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, mm-hmm. the sixth brother, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Before we, I think so. before we get to that, just last, uh, comments, I would say like, I, it was probably my least favorite of the three episodes is this one, uh, the, the second one. Um, Mostly because of how we st- like that that rare rand uh, words the various comments by Anakin at the beginning and then they kind of like turn on their heel when he picks her up and he explains like what he's doing like I'm like okay I like that I like him like reaching down to like this is what I'm doing this is why I'm doing it you mm-hmm. need to get better so that you can survive like oh okay that almost fixed the. Um, off-putting comments at the beginning. Also, the you're late, 
Yeah. Um, oh, I thought, and then we did the You're joke twice. You're right on time. Twice. Oh, I thought I was late. That's what I mean. And we did the joke twice. And I'm yeah. like, I didn't need the joke twice. Is it some kind well, of it's, a... It's a joke twice because they're showing you that Anakin is I know. picking up on Obi-Wan's yeah. stuff. Like, which we don't see him do a lot. It wasn't It wasn't the cleanest yeah. way to do it. I don't know that the, that the bit landed probably like they wanted it to. It but didn't. but I But I understand it. And I, I, and I understand it. I do. I got the like intent. It, it, it works <laughs> for like the the unique vibe and relationship and chemistry between Obi Wan and Anakin, which they're you, you know very close, friendly. You're my brother, Anakin. That whole thing. Um, but then that the, the the Jedi that he trained is now training Ahsoka in the same way, and they have this kind of banter and back and forth that I think you don't typically see when you see. Jedi and Padawan on the battlefield in Clone Wars, they're almost kind of just like in sync enough to be like, I need to follow the the orders of my commander, my master, yes, without question. And that is not the relationship that Obi-Wan and Anakin have, nor is the relationship that Anakin and Ahsoka have. Uh, I don't know if the joke really worked the second no. time, but I get it. All right, so the last episode, Resolve... Uh, let's hit the elephant in the head before um, anything else is that this is the one with the continuity issues. Um, yeah. And I even looked up online and I read everywhere and people were commenting um, about the Dooku and Dooku pretty much didn't have any continuity issues. They are all 100% in this episode. And from what I gather, it is that Dave Filoni gave notes to E.K. Johnson. Mm -hmm. Those notes are what both her book and this episode are based on. Not like It's not that they um, Dave Filoni did something completely different. He based his episode on the notes. The book was also based on the notes. And so they're two different interpretations Correct. of the same notes. So that's Correct. why you're getting two different stories, but very, very similar stories. And so it's... it's yeah, I don't mind. It's, I, I don't... I don't terribly mind because it's not like Dave Filoni was ignoring what she did. It's kind of they boast like, yes, he obviously should have looked at what she did because that's now what is canon. But it is what it is. It's not a blatant disregard of what she had done. Yeah, it's it a condensed just, retelling from what I understand. Of yeah. And certain it, events told into a day and a half of story, basically. And it, like yeah. this show skips so many parts of that story or this episode that it's it's almost jarring to me watching it like i could see why like this one like people enjoy it but it's jarring knowing the book fills in a lot of the details between like the jump points um and, and it, it's like it, it's the book almost feels like it makes more sense than this episode does to me i just i think when you're when you're doing a, a visual telling of something that's going to be most of the audience's canon reference point so yep. unfortunately for those in the written world their work can be the easiest to kind of wipe right off the slate yep. not necessarily completely clean like no that never happened but to tell the three stories that he wanted to tell, it's it's just easiest to say, okay, well, this is what happened. But to expand on that, you could go to this book, but now you understand why she joined the rebellion. Yeah, excuse me. Yeah, I haven't read the book yet. I have it. It's in my to read pile, um, and I'll probably like devour it in a day and a half when I do read it. Um, but like, 
I don't know. I just liked the story and now I'm just excited to read the book now. You know, I don't know. Without having that in your head. I mean, speaking just of watching it in isolation. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty freaking great. Speaking of visuals, the, the burning village and the sixth brother and oh their like brief, uh, however brief it was, that showdown like that is is stunning. His yeah. look uh, with the fire behind him and that mask and like that was just really well rendered. It looked intimidating. Now, of course, he's an inquisitor, which means that he's weak as hell and is easily dispatched. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, and it's Clancy Brown. It is Clancy Brown. How yes. Cool I was is like, that? hello. I was like, um, it's my boy Savage. I was like so excited. Speaking of, you know, established Star Wars people showing up all over the place, Clancy Brown, who's now voiced three or four prominent characters in yeah. just about every animated series of Star Wars now. Because he went also, from Savage um, to um what's his name from Rebels? Uh Ryder. Mm-hmm. Yes. Ryder. Yes. Um to yeah, now uh, the sixth brother whose um, face that- got sliced off. Revan looking son of a gun. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, you're really, you're really just like playing to people right now. Like, you're just teasing people with how close he looked to Revan. Mm-hmm. I was like, I had to be like, is that, would that make sense? Well, no, because like, we have Reva. Going, yeah, who yeah. is their now yeah. canon version of Revan. Revan. Well, yeah. we also, um, it's not his real head. It clearly was a balloon. Um, because yeah, when it right. got chopped yeah, off, it deflated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that... It was like... It, it reminded me of the whole Obi-Wan kind of like passing into dust thing mm-hmm. that he does when he dies. But I'm like, the Inquisitor did that? That's interesting. It was kind of missing that like, let the the, the squeak of the letting the air out of the balloon. The... It was missing that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> also, your, your also... filters um, filtered you out. I, we didn't I know, I know, but I saw the waveform. <laughs> so you're going you're gonna to hear it when you listen back. It's, it's there. I promise it's there. <laughs> um, I like this like whole like Ahsoka has a girlfriend question mark a bit. Like I was like, this is fun for yeah, us. You know, I didn't like um, uh, the brother. No, I hate What an a-hole. But the sister's cool. I wish she had a name. Um, I'm sure she does uh, in the credits, Jim. Uh, yeah, I'll let you know in a second. I pulled them up. I swear just, I didn't she's credited recognize as her, village, uh, village sister. Village. Is she, it believe. is village brother and village sister. Yep. Yep, well, that's confusing that's when credited. you're talking about the sixth brother coming into play. Like the village, like yeah. are these village inquisitors? Well, he's just inquisitor in the credits. Oh, he's not the yeah. sixth brother. Yeah. No, Dave I mean, Filoni is, did but... say it was the same character from the books. So. Yeah. Same guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I I dug it. I there were some dialogue things I had an issue with, like when she's coming back and she's saying to Ahsoka, like. They took us for all we're worth. Like, I couldn't even get the same price I got. There's a different way to deliver that information besides her telling Ahsoka what Ahsoka already knows because she was there. You know? I'm like, you easily could have been like, I really thought we could have gotten, like, at least what we got last year. Like, I'm really, I don't know how I'm going to tell them. Like, that's how you deliver that line. Mm -hmm. And wouldn't they, when they're leaving and the brother says, may the force be with you, wouldn't that, like elicit a stronger reaction from Ahsoka where she'd be like, oh, damn, I'm found out because this person who believes so wholeheartedly in the Empire and what they're doing just said to me, may the force be with you. They wouldn't say that unless he overheard our conversation and now my alarm bells are going off. Yeah, especially Ahsoka. This dude that can't stack hay knows something. Yeah, don't like that. That really bothered me. The stacking of the hay was so obviously like, you would never stack hay like that. 
Yeah, you idiot. so stupid. I hated that. There were I hated too that many kid. of those them. little. I did too. Too many of those little moments where I was just like, "This is cool. The end is so cool." Yeah, and I love how she. I'll tell you what I loved the beginning. Yes, that's that's where I wanted to get funeral. to. Uh huh. The- Her face when she's like, "She was my friend." Her voice is different too. Like it almost is not Ashley doing Ahsoka I mean, in that moment. Yeah, because we never get Ahsoka having that much. We never see that from her mm-hmm. delivering lines. We get moments when she's silent and like sad, but we never get Ahsoka grieving. Yeah, yeah, and speaking, and it was so stark and such a lovely performance. I. I feel like I don't talk about Ashley Eckstein because, like, it's obvious that we all love her. But holy hell, she was giving us everything in these two episodes. She, her performance showing the aging of Ahsoka in her voice. Oh, my God. Ashley is the best. Like, I love her to death. I love how much she loves Ahsoka. I love how talented and good she is. She got to visit the Ahsoka set. Finally. I love that for her. I love that. I wish... mm, I understand. Yeah. I understand all of it. I really wish she had a chance, even a shot, to play Ahsoka in live action because I would have died. Yeah, I, th- I think there's I'm room sure Rosario for her Dawson to... is going to kill oh, yeah. it. I'm sure. She already has. I, like, she already has. I have no doubt. And also, I am one of those people who subscribes to the idea that if, if we ascribed a race to Ahsoka, she would be a woman of color. I completely understand mm-hmm. that. And like... Subscribe and I, to that. I think that's 100%. if that was ever a question that is solidified by the introduction of, of her village and, and how that's yes. very m- modeled yes. after, um, you know, that the, the Middle Eastern region, whether it's supposed to be modeled on like Pakistan or or India or something in that realm. Now, uh, Janina Gavankar is she's uh, Indian, is Indian. Yeah. Uh, I was looking, Indian I was trying descent. to figure out her. Fa- I believe her father was also played um, by an Indian. Uh, representative. Yes. The name Pavti, the name Pavti yes. is very close to like. Poverty, which is you know, yeah. So it an so name. it, it so, does yeah, seem it, to it all tracks. Yeah, it all tracks. And and it's one of one of the my my favorite things about as they expand these stories and even in, you know in the animated form especially. But when you're seeing that different planets represent different areas of our world, where like Ryloth, mm-hmm. they speak with French accents. Um, mm-hmm. And then in that arc of Clone Wars, where Padme goes to negotiate some funds with Space Switzerland, it's in the snowy mountains. Like, you know, <laughs> the, the fact that we, we have these these planets that represent different regions and and therefore different dialects and different people and and representing these different cultures, like it, it brings that home. That by casting Rosario and by showing that Ahsoka's upbringing in this rural village is very much modeled after that part of the world, like you, it all gels. It makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, with all that said, I understand exactly why Ashley is not the live action Ahsoka. I still love her. (laughs) I mean, is there anything else we want to say about I mean, it's so good. It's so good. It is. I mean, it's it's also it's it's a great story. Um, You know, I I think condensing it to the, the opening conversation with Bale. And how she's not ready to take on that responsibility and she has to, she's going into hiding and she wanted to come and honor her friend and then she's going off on her own adventure. When she goes to the ship and Rex is there waiting for her, I was like, oh, so they're, you know, they're still paired up at this point and we don't know exactly when they split off, but obviously it's sometime between her leaving Naboo and when we pick up and she's Ashla. Now, is that a tie to Ashley Eckstein calling her Ashla? 
Ashla is the name of the um, light side of the force uh, in the original Lucasfilm or Lucas uh, drafts. So mm. it was the Ashla and the Bogan. Um, and so that's its callback way back uh, to that. Interesting. Um, but yeah, so obviously, you know, they, they split off and, and there is room, I guess, for more Tales of the Jedi to expand on different characters that. and give them their own arcs. Um, you know, like seeing Yaddle and, and, and the Dooku ones, I'm sure you guys exhausted this conversation. Oh, yeah. today, but like, oh, you know, yeah. even even just kind How of lovely. tying that character into this larger character whose story it actually is. But the fact they could go back and, and tell you more about Plo Koon or Kit Fisto or... Uh, Shock T could get more of a, you know, more development. Um, it opens That's up a I lot said. of possibilities. Now, they could also <laughs> yeah. go away from Tales of the Jedi and do more of a Rex thing. And how does he gather up Gregor and Wolf and end up doing that thing? And uh, um, is that a story that's to come? Is that going to be in Ahsoka? Yeah. You know, but but there's so many places you could go by establishing more about these characters that you you love and you're interested in. Each um, do a, a, a short anthology. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I loved it. Yeah, I guess uh, wrapping up, I think um, you you had made the comment that the the jumping in time. I think that's probably my, like the book filled in so many of the details, and so like we didn't get a lot of the things here that we know happened. Like um, theoretically, or we theoretically know what happened because we don't know if the book what of right. the book is canon anymore. Is that she gets her light white lightsaber blades from that Inquisitor? Mm-hmm. Um, she uh, fixes the bleeding that gives you the the red lightsabers. Um, we didn't see that at all. We didn't actually see her join up with Bell at all. Um, we assume that is what happened, but we right. did not see. But it. she just puts the the brother, sister, and father, or just another guy in the village that survived. I don't. Uh, yeah, the uh, the the brother who clearly didn't cause the murder of everybody in that village. Right. He gets, um, a, he, yeah, he gets away with it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so she puts them on the ship with Bale, but the understanding is that they're, she's going to keep in touch now. But um, there is that, like, the bones of a ship in the background. Where there was, like, a big hole in the wing. Um, but I don't know if that's, like, what she's going to use to get off planet or if she has another plan or if she needs to go, um, you know, liberate another village. But she's now taking responsibility for her role in the up-and-coming rebellion. Yeah, but she didn't. So she. The other thing is because with the lightsaber thing, she doesn't have her lightsabers. Obviously, she just dodges a couple swipes and grabs his. It was the most anticlimactic battle. Um, yeah, right. But it was kind of fitting. It was very akin to the end of Darth Maul. Um, mm-hmm. One of those like I don't even need to try to beat yeah. you sort of things. And uh, um, when she deflated Humpty Dumpty, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a. Uh, it, it it was just it, it left me like, oh, yeah. I guess that's a yeah. She's a yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, and again, like it. It's just and and I don't. They've never really gone into it, but every time you see an inquisitor taken down, it's kind of like it is like a deflating balloon. She's like, oh, that's it. You know. I mean, most pathetic of all is is in Rebels when the one tries to fly away and his lightsaber just bur- bursts on him. And he that falls was, to his that death. That's probably the funniest one. Um, yeah. He's like, I can't win this battle. Um, my helicopter is I not must working. <laughs> yeah. But. And he died on his way home to his home planet. Um, <laughs> yeah. It, there is something about like the dispatching of Inquisitors where, and I've seen it justified online where like, well, no, Vader 
wants them to be just intimidating enough to get information, but not powerful enough to be able to usurp him. Oh, so could, yeah, but he, none of them are even close to usurping him. Like it's no. not even like it. It's like a joke. It's, they just <laughs> look cool, but then they don't really have anything behind it. Well, they can they can take out normal people. Yeah, they can intimidate normal people. But anybody who's actually been trained as a Jedi, like Padawans, they could take out Padawans. Um, mm-hmm. But anybody, like anybody who's actually like completed Jedi training, uh, most of these Inquisitors wouldn't even um, hold a hold a candle to. <laughs> Woof. <laughs> of course, it was right as I unmuted to start talking to you again that she decided to bark. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's how it works. Uh, yeah, right. for sure. Um, um, I'm, yeah, I'm all no, good. I, I, I think the. The the telling of like her taking out this Inquisitor as a obviously well trained Jedi, she could do it without a lightsaber. Um, and I know you guys haven't talked about it, maybe played Jedi Fallen Order, but like that story is how a a Padawan is kind of re engaging with the Force, and he fights Inquisitors along the way, and they get kind of easier to beat as you go along, get more abilities. But it is kind of it, it's what you're talking about, like head to head with a Jedi, no question. Yeah, that's I played. Um about an hour of Jedi mm. Fallen Order and that's all I had time for and now my Xbox is packed away because we don't have our game room um, with walls yet. Oh, or yes. ceiling. Or that's TV. Important. So, um, great game. Great game. Very excited for the sequel. It's on, it's on the list to play. All well, right. I think we've done it, right? Finished? I think we've successfully dissected the, uh, the tales of the Jedi as we, we know them we... today. We we have talked longer than the 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 tales have played, so we're good yeah. now. <laughs> Didn't we know that was going to happen though? It's of amazing. Course. We could we can cover in an hour twenty an entire season of Rebels, or not not well though. Three, <laughs> well, no, but but we got the bones of it. But three twelve minute episodes of Star Wars takes the same amount of time. Yeah. All right, and with that, you can. Contact us through email, TalkingTauntauns at AIPTcomics.com. You can find us on Twitter at TalkingTauntauns. You can join our Patreon through AIPT Comics and join us on Discord. You can leave us a review. You can share us with a friend. Um, You can leave us a good review, too, as well as sharing us with a friend and sharing us with a pet and anybody else who has a phone. Do your pets have phones? They want to listen to us, too. No, but but mine gets to sit here and listen to me and doesn't hear the other side of this conversation. That's weird. Um, <laughs> I hate listening to one side of conversations. Like whenever anybody's on the phone, you only hear one side of the conversation, like at a restaurant. Like, can mm-hmm. you turn on speakerphone? It's just really weird. If just I'm going to eavesdrop, side. I want all the context. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And with that, uh, we are going to be out for next week because of Nicole's Life Day celebration. And so we will see you probably uh, just after Thanksgiving to talk the remaining episodes of Andor, uh, which are bound to be endless fun. And with that, we'll see you then.